Hi there, James here. Just before we jump into this week's podcast, wanted to let you know we've got a whole bonus episode for our Tier 4 Platinum Circle. This week, it's talking to exec producer Alex Lawless about Pride Month and the conspiracies around Pride and who keeps us fighting about kink every time. If you are not in the Tier 4 Platinum Circle yet, check out newconspiracies.com. Otherwise, on with the show. Hello and welcome to The New Conspiracist, the show that jumps from the Illuminati to 5G masks to Bigfoot quicker than you can say Twitter nutcase. I'm Jolian Rubenstein, unanimously loved leader of this cult with a very, very husky voice. Making sense of it all and keeping us in check is my walking Wikipedia sidekick, James Ball. How are we, Jamesy? Good morning, Joel. So, who have we got as our guest this week? Well, this week, we've got a returning guest who is someone who... I deeply admire, and I would go as far as to say, is the funniest British satirist of the moment. Her name is, of course, Rosie Holt. She's a comedian, an actor, often being mistaken for an actual Tory MP. Recently got blocked for saying your mum to an unnamed Twitter user, which just, you know, simply for that fact alone, with my puerile sense of humour, wins at least four or five gold stars. I bet you like gold stars, actually, don't you, Jamesy? I do, indeed. You do, don't you? This is The New Conspiracist, the podcast that delves into the silly and serious world of conspiracy theories. So, Joel, what are we discussing with Rosie Holt, MP? We are discussing something that, let's just say, is one of our faves and has been something we have wanted to talk about for quite a while, and that is whether Greta Thunberg, is she actually a time traveller here to save us all? Amazing. Let's time travel ourselves right into it. Welcome back to The New Conspiracist, where we are joined today by comedian and satirist Rosie Holt, who, as I was saying before, has often been mistaken for an actual Tory MP on Twitter. Jamesy, what's one of your your favourites of hers? So I quite like where she splices into the actual interviews. Oh, I know. Um, this is the new, as, as the I've new seen, vibe. I've seen one or two broadcasters seem to get quite annoyed about that, going, I didn't do this interview. Yeah, what uh, was that twat from talk radio who decided to take issue? Rosie? Oh, yeah, Kevin O'Sullivan. Yeah, he was a special he was, type of He twat, was not happy. He? Yeah, he yeah. was not, which is weird, that. So for those that don't know, what was the Kevin O'Sullivan beef? So I think it was an interview with James Merrival. Yeah. And I spliced myself on top, and it was about the guys who pulled down the statue. The oh, Colston yeah. Five? The Colston Five it was, or Colston It was six? the famous Bristol one. Yeah, the famous Bristol one that's already slipped that my really memory. really, Loza Fox is not very happy about, no, is he? I basically sort of went about how, because of course slavery wasn't really a big deal and all the sort of thing, and I had him sort of nodding along <laughs> as if he was agreeing <laughs> with all these awful things I was saying. And he got cross. He called me a loser wokey. A loser wokey. A loser wokey. Yeah. That really upset you, though, didn't it? Oh, it broke that my heart. Broke your cutesy wootsy little heart. heart. Hang on. Um, what was the guy, Mike Graham, who, first of all, was really rude to you and then decided to ask you on his show? No, that was Kevin O'Sullivan. But oh, you are yeah. right. Mike Graham called me a virtual signaling comedian. Oh, wow. That's really clever of him to use some really interestingly sort of like anti-woke terms to attack your comedy for doing literally what it's exactly supposed to be doing as a satire. Right, it's great. But also, I remember these quotes because, you know, I can use them for press for my so show. How, how often, you know, 
about the 500th time you see a quote tweet with, is this parody, cry laugh emoji, or you couldn't make it up, cry laugh emoji, do you ever feel your spirit break a little bit? <laughs> Just a tiny little bit. It, it did a bit with the last one because there were so many. And also in it I had um, basically my MP suggesting we should enslave old people. So I thought, <laughs> I thought that everyone would realise that it's not real. But I was quite jealous actually because I saw that Gary Lineker is like now Rose's biggest fan. And as a Tottenham fan who grew up with Gary Lineker wearing the number 10 what, shirt. You grew up with Gary Lineker? In many ways spiritually, yes, I did. Yes. I see, I don't know anything about football, but I do remember him from the Walker's Crisps ads. Unbelievable. So. <laughs> if you don't remember the 1990 World Cup with Gary Lineker and Paul Gascoigne, then you're just not British. Oh, just no. not British. Joel showing up that he is considerably older than everyone else in the room at this know. point. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, are you surprised by how insane it's gone for you in the last six months? Because, yeah. I mean, when last time we spoke, it was already going mental. But, I mean... It has gone to a completely different stratospheric level now. Yeah, it's gone a bit mad. I am surprised. I mean, it's nice. Mm. Has it's fame changed mad. you? Yes. You look <laughs> different. Yes, you, just look, you look wealthier. I, I, and, I just, and just kind sort of, of carry this aura of, of yes. knowing that I'm better yeah. than you both. Rosie actually I has an entourage of 12 people in uh, with the producer right now. We didn't I wanted really to have them Including in her here, lawyer. We couldn't, mm. we couldn't fit them in. They're, they're waiting in the corridor. What I'm so impressed with you at the minute is the speed you are getting these things up at is insane. Thank you. You're getting them up super quickly. It's, like It's the secret child labour. <laughs> have you got a factory in vietnam no just a little monkey just, just a little, a little monkey, monkey who does all the admin before we jump forward into time with greta we thought we'd get a quick sense of how much of a conspiracy theorist rosie really is so we're going to play a very quick fire conspiracy okay. round you're going to tell us whether you think these so-called conspiracies are conspiracies or not okay moon landings um not a conspiracy okay good bigfoot oh no i like that one yeah. <laughs> what about Loch Ness? Oh, yes. We've seen the picture of the little worm man. What, the whale penis? <laughs> the whale penis. I think the whale penis is the most interesting one. I just like the idea this whale is negging everyone with a hard-on. Yeah. I think it's really good. Negging everyone with a hard-on. The energy you Definite. brought into 2022. Uh, the earth is flat. Oh, that's a lie, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> UFOs? Oh, true. Nice. Hitler is still alive? No, he's dead, guys. I'm sorry. He's not in Argentina. I mean, he'd be about 120 now, wouldn't he? So? There with his... Facts. His facts. <laughs> a vegan. Biggie and Tupac are still alive. I don't think it's true. The moon is made of cheese? Oh, definitely true. Remind us, James, what are we here to do and talk about today? So, we are here to discuss the very, very real possibility that Greta Thunberg is a time traveller from the future and or past sent to save us and or destroy our economy for her own selfish ends. Wow. Um, and really, anyone listening to this who has never Googled Greta Thunberg 1898 needs to do so now because you will see a photo of someone who does look absolutely extraordinarily uncannily like Greta Thunberg, and the photo has been confirmed as authentic. It's not photoshopped, it's not sort of digitally sort of messed with. There's an archive, a US kind of archive place that has confirmed it's real. Now, what it's what it's of... She's got a hipster jacket on is, as well. ...is of someone who looks a lot like Greta Thunberg, now 19 slash ageless. Ageless, um, go with ageless. Uh, and it actually maybe reveals why she's got sort of 
a bit of, you know, a need to do some environmentalism on her conscience because <laughs> she's working in a mine. She's also got a faceless dog behind her. Yeah. yeah, the faceless dog is quite terrifying, actually. But yeah, she's working in a gold mine, which is one of the most environmentally damaging professions you can do. But yeah, she's one of three gold mining children. Do you think she invented gold mining and now feels really, really bad about well, it? Well, that would be the theory, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, she's actually trying to recoup the damage that she did. Or she's done a Bruce Willis and 12 Monkeys. Have you seen 12 Monkeys? <laughs> Yeah. I have not <laughs> seen 12 Monkeys. You oh my God. Just seen 12 Monkeys. What a great film. It came out before you were born, James. You wouldn't know. He's only seven years old. It's, it's quite extraordinary. It, might be, it might be too old for I him. have to change and, his nappy sometimes. Me and, but... me and Greta time travelled together. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> She's doing the serious environmental activism, and I'm just here annoying you. You, cheeky you thought, monkey. I'll come travel back in time and do a podcast. <laughs> what the future needs is more podcasts. Exactly. In the grim darkness of the far future, the future there that, are only podcasts. It's true. That's yeah. it. In the future, there are more podcasts. There's only this podcast, in fact. More podcasts. Can you imagine? <laughs> more Can podcasts, you imagine? often hosted by, wait for it, two white men. Yes. Stop it. Wild. It's wild. You can guys we are just, doing something really radical can, here. Uh, so, we're can subverting we just seriously so much? talk a little bit more about this image? Because what we see here is Greta with, I would say, an unusually tight ponytail for the era, right? And then we've got her in what could be a Patagonia hat, which could actually have either dust or a lot of cocaine on it. The, the, um, the, sh the shirt's quite chic, and, actually, isn't it? Yes, and then it's almost Wait, Maoist. sorry, imagine if she was taking gold and taking cocaine. I mean, that's <laughs> she, really bad for the environment, yeah. Greta. It's really bad. Wow. And also, think how hard it would have been to get that amount of coke so, on your hat in the 1890s. Yes. On legal advice, we are obliged to say that we have no firm evidence that Greta Thunberg did cocaine in 1898. Except this photo. Yeah. Could be an evil doppelganger, couldn't it? But also, oh God, evil maybe, doppelganger Greta who maybe, goes around doing maybe, bad things for the planet maybe, for the ages. Maybe X and Mobile have a time traveller and they're sending their time traveller to discredit Greta before she was even born. Can we also Actually. have a conversation just about Greta Thunberg's name? Okay, because this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. You keep saying it differently to Where James. my producer literally sent me a link <laughs> to a Swedish pronunciation. Pronunciation, darling. And I'm, I'm going to actually try and play it because it is a pronunciation. Pronunciation! The likes of which I have never, ever Gr heard. Greta Tumbri. We've all been pronouncing it wrong. And how many views do you think that video has? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, 50,000? Okay, you're going for 50k. Rosie, what are you saying? I'm going to say 60,000. 24,000 views. 24, <laughs> Who's putting those ones up? Because let me tell you, they're onto something. Probably all podcast producers. But yet everyone's still pronouncing it wrong. I like the idea. I don't know if you've watched the uh, famous film uh, The Terminator. Of course, I was um, thinking about The Terminator when this story came about. I think she definitely has think she sort is of the Terminator Sarah Connor vibes. Yes. And what's happened here is that in this version, The Terminator's a bit vampire-y. So That's why she's got her steak. Exactly. So she's now whittling steaks whilst feeling guilty about all the coke and the gold that she's been taking from the ground and from... I'm not quite sure how she's got it from South America, but it's a mystery, isn't it? What? So we don't need to know. I think she's brought this hat back from our time because I've seen a lot of people on Old Street Roundabout 
wearing those hats. Yeah, I think I work with several people who wear those hats. You're right, she could be, that could be something that she's got out of East London. And also the hair products that she's using to create this very, very tight plaiting, they're modern hair products. Well, also, she has very consistent hairstyles, doesn't she? Yes. They don't change. I mean, they clearly don't change. Look at this photo. I have to say, though, I've got one issue with the logic and then a bigger issue with Greta's plan to save humanity. (laughs) Uh, the one that sort of particularly confuses me is uh, we've seen Greta Thunberg back in 1898 and this became the basis that she's from the future. No, Th- but This James, seems to me that she's from James, the past. <laughs> James, I mean, that's, but, that's a good time, point well made, though. No, she's a time traveller. And if you had watched 12 Monkeys, like all good normal yeah, people, uh. you'd know that he got it wrong the first time and ended up in one of the world wars. She's clearly been transported here. They've gone, oh, a child... Go down the mines. Yeah, I agree. We would just yeah. like to thank our sponsor for this episode, 12 Monkeys, available exactly. on some streaming service probably. So James, how did this theory even come to public consciousness? So someone literally just saw this photo in a restaurant. Are you serious? Yeah. And um, they just sort of saw it, I think, in a restaurant in Atlanta. If it's not Atlanta, I apologise. It was actually in Seattle, I believe. Seattle. Let's go for Seattle. I can't believe you just confused Atlanta with Seattle. Apologies to all our Americans. Apologies to all listeners And they went, in oh, look, there's Greta Thunberg. <laughs> 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 oh, look, it's a Thunberg again. I can't stop thinking about that little Thunberg girl. And then, basically, this, this guy, Jack Strange, decided to use this as the basis for a theory. I believe he said, she came out of nowhere into world fame, almost as if she flew into our space-time continuum. Now, this is where I have a problem with her tactic, though. Oh, interesting. So, we keep saying we need to get emissions down to, like, pre-industrial eras. Why did she let the first half of the 20th century happen? Why is Greta there coal mining? (laughs) Sorry, gold mining. What is she doing? She is creating this disaster, clearly. I think she's got stakes in, like, solar panels or something. This is giving me Back to the Future vibes. Greta, that's awful. This is giving me Back to the Future vibes when Buzz... got the magazine. Yes, and it starts altering everything. If Greta can go to 1898, why can she not stop us burning coal in the first place? Are we saying this is Steven Spielberg's fault? I'm saying it's Greta Thunberg's fault. I just think time travel's really complicated and you should, you know, give her a break. I just don't think he should. He's only seven. He shouldn't worry his little head about (laughs) this. Don't worry about it. Also, we had two world wars last century. I mean, for fuck's sake, Greta. No, but that's the age-old thing, like, why aren't you killing Hitler? Because Hitler didn't harm the environment. (laughs) So what we're saying He was a vegetarian, you know. He was a vegetarian and he was nice to dogs. So look, but... I'm really glad we've got that one on camera. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're saying is that Greta came back in order to kill Hitler, brought a faceless dog with her and her stake worked out Hitler was a vegetarian, therefore not a vampire, and then went back in time, started mining gold, possibly also with cocaine, and then then, came forward in time. And then invested it secretly in green energy companies. Right. I bloody knew it. And then hyped us all about climate change. Also, what's very noble about Greta's time travelling, Right, you know, we're talking about the comparisons to the Terminator. In that, they go, right, can you go back in time shoot some Terminator guy, do lots of action, and then have sex. Spoiler. Yeah. But And then with Greta, they're like, can you go back in time, (laughs) do a load of speeches? (laughs) (laughs) Just shout at adults. I have to say, like, what I quite like about Greta is 
adults are so determined to sort of do a nice patronising, aren't, aren't you good, aren't you admirable? Totally. Yeah. And, you know, they invite her to all these things and she goes, I hate you, you've ruined my life, you all talk shit, you are doing absolutely nothing useful, I don't like you, this isn't cute, fuck you. And then they all stand up and they all go on <laughs> So inspiring. God. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Listen, guys, 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 let's get back to the matter at hand. Yes. Okay, which is that this picture started to circulate in 2019 when a woman found it in a restaurant in Seattle and just took a little picture of it and then put it on the internet. Yep. How did this spread through the wonderful ecosystem of the internet? I mean, essentially, it is uncannily good. And so... You know, this is not like a slight resemblance where you've kind of got to want to see it. It's freaky. It does look exactly. It really does. I think also, I mean, I imagine being a child gold miner in Canada in 1898 was not like the most super fun of occupations. This is is the Yukon province, right? But it does mean she looks quite stern and quite serious. And that's, of course, kind of Greta's trademark energy. And so it got sort of spread but then also in the true manner of the internet, it got loads of people going, nah, that's clearly photoshopped. You can see the shadows <laughs> wrong or all of this. And so like an official archives agency came in to kind of go, no, the picture's authentic. And then they had to go, um, we're not saying it's authentically of Greta. We're saying it's a real photo from 1898 that's not been amended. And so, you know, people sort of then start looking for other little bits of evidence and, you know, she likes to say, you stole my childhood. Right. Um, the suggestion is this is stealing her beloved childhood working as a gold miner <laughs> in Yukon province. You know, but the dream it's... that we all had. But also, she speaks in very sure statements. There's a slight agelessness. And, you know, her other quote was, the world is changing whether you like it or not. Which, you know, sounds like someone who's seen some shit. I think it does. Do you think it's slightly suspicious, Rosie Holtz, that it has been documented that this photo was taken by a Swedish, repeat, a Swedish-American photographer, Eric A. Hig? Stop it. Yup. The plot thickens. And if you add a few letters, Eric A. Hig is an anagram. (laughs) Of Greta Thunberg is a time traveller. Oh, my God. <laughs> that oh gave my me God. real Chris Morris vibes there. It was really reminding me of, if you put this fox's head on a graph, something very interesting happens. <laughs> You're right. I mean, look, it has a ludicrously striking resemblance. But the thing I think everyone has been absolutely gagging for on this podcast, listening to this today, is this fundamental question I've been wanting to ask James. Is time travel possible? 
going to make you sad now. No, you're not. You you know, it's very important we talk about the theoretical physics. There are some weird physics-y ways where it's possible, provided that you just wanted to get a couple of atoms around. I knew it! Um, If you want someone alive on the other end of it, not really. So says you. So says you. What say you, Rosie Holt? Of course time travel's real. Have you not not read The Time Machine? Yeah. That was written in Victorian times. Have you not seen Avengers Endgame, James? Yes. To be fair, time travel is possible in that we are currently travelling through time. Yes, it's just we're travelling through time at the rate of one day Wait, per day. Can I, can I go back? So you were saying that I was only half listening to what you were saying. Yeah, he's very boring. It's very hard to concentrate. On I, I never even can, half listened. You can time travel atoms, but not people. There's stuff to do with like wormholes like and stuff. Is it what happens in the stuff. fly? Isn't he trying to time travel? Or is he trying to um, I think teleport? He's just trying to, he's trying really to teleport. Sexy, teleport yeah. And then he becomes a fly. Yeah, which, sexy which seems fly, though. It's not that sexy. Yeah. Yeah. He is very stacked in that Film. He is. He is. He Just probably saying. had to do it to make up for all the grimness that happened later. But, yeah, then he gets his little weird eyes, and doesn't his, he? Yeah, yeah, and his ear falls off. It's very scary, that film. Do you know what? I've watched the original. I haven't watched that one because I like horror, but I don't like body horror. It's quite like, yucky. It gr- grosses me out. Mm, I'm yeah. not a fan. No, no one really wants to be a sort of half-person, half-fly abomination, it no. turns out. Now, listen, I just want to say I've watched quite a lot of Star Trek and Star Wars and Avengers and Marvel and all that stuff, and they seem to make quite a clear case that time travel, that time is, travel a thing. is possible. Yeah. Are you so, telling me you know better than all those people? Yes. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> Screw you, Gene Roddenberry. This is really shocking. R.I.P. Stanley. R.I.P. You don't you even know who can't write is, off time travel like this, though. Do you know who Stanley is? I cannot believe <laughs> you see You think there's any way I have grown up on God's green earth not knowing who Stan Lee is. Can't believe Do you know how many comic books I it's read? It's like you're spitting on his grave. I really find this deeply offensive. I mean, I could do that. That's fine. Unbelievable. So, so the summary of this podcast, Gene Roddenberry, Stan Lee, bad, Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> Worth reassessing. But don't upset the left. <laughs> no, but seriously, Rosie. Saying, uh, there's greys, there's greys. Do you not think that, look, we don't understand the nature of reality right now, okay? We had this conversation in a podcast very recently where we talked about the fact that physics itself is still, it's an open game. Look, it's yeah. a crapshoot. Yeah. If time travel is real and inventable, then everyone in the future is a total dick. Wow, that's a big shout. They're the actual fucking worst. Sorry, hang on. No, again, this shows you really haven't watched your films. Yeah, James. They have to use time travel really sparingly. Every film where there's time travel, it's always just one person, or they go, "Oh, you're the only one." So, so why not go back to like 2000 BC and give them antibiotics? God, James. That is like, the most you know, boring time traveling I've ever heard of in my life. penicillin. Yeah, and yet, Ugh. mine would save millions of people, not, you know, save one person. Yeah, but it's yeah. not really box office, is it, James? One man goes back in time to deliver penicillin. I yeah, would watch boring. that movie. You would, but no one else would. Me and all the good people would watch that movie. While you're watching, you know, people shoot and shag. Listen, you know, also, where's the fun in that? Maybe Greta, Good medicine, maybe, clean water. Um, maybe Greta hasn't had her Terminator moment yet. So she's come here, she's setting up, she's doing her speeches, she's meeting people, and then she's getting ready for the big fight. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, if time travel's real, 
we should have already had people from the future giving us awesome stuff. No, but... So maybe it's real and they're just dicks who aren't sharing, in which case, let's burn the planet. So, James, I'm Let's just keep your... the CO2 out to screw them over. I'm going to test your geek knowledge. When do you think the idea, the concept of time travelling started to exist in sort of popular consciousness? I mean, it's been around since the classical era, has it not? I'm not quite sure that's right, James, to be honest. Is that because your Wikipedia page says something different? Well, it's not actually a Wikipedia page. It's a National Geographic article. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, it's an article from the future. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's a great satirist. Apparently, in large-scale popular consciousness, it's only actually really been around for 125 years. H.G. Wells? I knew Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The Time Machine, yeah. which was penned in 1895. And then Just three years before Greta Thunberg was well, photographed. Quite. Then theoretical physicists and philosophers got really, really serious about it. So do you know how these things have been supposedly measured before, particularly by a German mathematician called Hermann Minskowski? Do you want to educate us? Well, you're usually the educator here. <laughs> okay, I'm just a fluff. Let's talk about Einstein's theory on time and space. You're going to explain this better than I can. I'm not going to explain general relativity on a podcast. I'm not a physicist. Well, I'm not so sure that you're not a physicist from the future trying to put the, the dampeners on this. Every every time anyone tries to explain curved space-time, they always end up talking about thinking of space and time as like a trampoline and then putting a bowling ball on it and that's how it works. And that's supposed to make it clear and I'm not sure it does. I can't even understand I stopped that. listening again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'll educate you. So there's obviously the general theory of relativity, right? Which is Einstein is known for, which is basically the idea that in Einstein's theories, space and time could be thought of as two aspects of a single four-dimensional entity known as space-time. But then in 1915, Einstein came up with the second part of his theory known as general relativity. And general relativity renders gravity in a new light. So instead of thinking of it as a force, general relativity describes gravity as a bending or a warping of space-time. But... It also outranks captain relativity. This, this is true. But the idea then was pushed by something called special relativity, which doesn't actually give us a way of going back in time, but gives us a way of going forward and at a rate that you can actually control. So in fact, thanks to special relativity, you can end up with two twins having different ages in the famous twin paradox. So is what we're seeing here that Greta actually came forward in time wow. and is just stuck here. And actually, that would make sense because she's, you know, she's doing a little gold thing yeah. and through some crazy thing, she gets blasted to the future and she's like, oh no, all my gold stuff really, really did a number on the planet. Well, yeah. well if it isn't the consequences of my actions. <laughs> what if she brought the gold with her and all the white stuff on her head? Oh, and actually, no. maybe she is responsible for both the gold trade and the all the drive. cocaine that's ever been made. <laughs> it was all attached to her. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> Greta Thunberg, you know, world drugs king. Greta Thunberg, 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 whatever you want. That's to call why she's her. got so many aliases. Exactly. And actually, when you go through space time, that teeny little bit of coke then expanded 
into all the cocaine that's ever existed. And everyone was like, this stuff's nice. What's this? Let's do, <laughs> I, I mean, let's do more of this. Yeah. This is Morris. And she was like, She's, no. She was like, no, so, save the planet. Apart from she was Canadian then, wasn't she? She yes. was like, no. <laughs> oh, hang on. So is she also Canadian? Yeah, the, the accent's just... Uh, just Holy a, shit. This no, but, is you, but you remember the Swedish photographer? Yes. So there's got to be something going on there. Is that really her dad? Is he like secretly? Do you think he's a time traveller too? Maybe he controlled the machine. The gap in your theory here yeah. is to travel in time according to special relativity. It's not my theory, mate. It's that German it's Einstein's. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that German geezer and Einstein. You would need to have travelled through space. So you would need a spaceship that could get you through a wormhole alive. What if she went down why the gold she have mine? A spaceship? Yeah, why can't she have a spaceship? Well, I, I've just never, she doesn't fly. We don't How know that, don't James. Know. Maybe she doesn't anymore. She travels all. She always travels in that catamaran. People, around. She people are complicated. Sometimes they fly if they're travelling <laughs> through time and space, and sometimes they don't fly I'm because saying, it's bad for the environment. It's more effort that time time travellers, if they exist, are dicks. She has a spaceship that can get through a wormhole, and she's not sharing. But what if it's more like Stranger Things, and actually the wormhole was underground in the gold mine? And she went down into the gold mine with her gold and her funny hat and her plait. And then, unbeknownst to her, bam, she's straight into the wormhole and into the present. I mean, she'd, she'd be dead. What says also, you, James? Also, we'd all be dead. Why would we all be dead? Rosie's not dead. I'm, I'm looking at her dead. right now. Worm wormholes aren't good for planets. Are you saying that Rosie is actually dead? Entirely possible. I can't believe you're saying that about me. This, I, this could be an afterlife. This is not Maybe you an were really afterlife. bad in a previous life and have been cursed to podcast. You have to do podcasts forever. And go on Twitter. There's no way that the quality <laughs> of podcast recording equipment exists in heaven. Okay? This is high-spec stuff, possibly from the future. <laughs> Sony, sounds so good, it's, you'll go straight to yeah, hell. Exactly. So you're saying time travel isn't possible. Me and Rose, you know different, right? I'm really upset that you don't think time travel is possible. Me too. How do you can't write I, that off? I, think I have to I work think, with him all the time. <laughs> I tend to take the view that there's too much joy and happiness in the world, so I try and stamp it out wherever I can. To offer another sort of time travel possibility for you. Thank God. Least. Come on. Russian Doll Season 2 style. Oh, uh, right. Um, okay. Don't spoil it for me. I haven't watched it yet. So the minor spoiler of time travel is a thing. Okay. Uh, but she can only get between certain times. But I mean, so we... maybe she can only get to 1898 or the early 2020s. Oh my God. Is what you're saying <laughs> that basically Greta is on a loop from now till the end of the world and then back again. And so she keeps saying, this Oh yeah, is this is happening. This is. God, what if this is like her 10th time round and, you know, that's how she gets so famous quickly, but she still hasn't like cracked it? What if she doesn't time travel? She just lives forever. Yeah. She's just been Could alive be as a... How old is she now? She does 19. look very... 19. She, she looks very tired. <laughs> very tired and very angry because she's just been alive on, on this loop. She looks though. like she, she needs a good nap. She does. She looks like she needs a nap and a cuddle. <laughs> she does look quite miffed, to be so, honest. Love, love that, you know, this poor person's doing all of this admirable global campaigning to avoid a catastrophe. We're all just going, oh, but she could use a nap, though. She could use a nap she and a cuddle. She could use a nap. To be honest, though, who couldn't? No, I think she's amazing. It's great, right? But I mean, she's also, no Hitler. She also but... needs a... <laughs> we, well, look, she's got... I mean, we don't know how, what she's like with dogs. She's got a faceless one. That is true, Rosie. Why do you think that the dog is faceless? 
it's obviously got something to do with time travel. Doesn't it? <laughs> it proves it in yeah. some way that it, we in can't way, quite In fathom. what way do you think, if you had to make hypotheses, that it proves it? <laughs> because it's like, you know in the film The Ring? Yes. In the photos, their faces are all like... Oh, yeah, but... Oh, and it means they're going to die. Oh, what, my God. So... This photo. Spoilers, the dog. Rosie. The, dog. <laughs> the dog's gonna the die. The dog didn't survive the time travel. Hang on. The dog died in the wormhole. Are we saying that Greta there was Tuba a killed photo. a dog to travel in time? She didn't mean it. Did she pull herself through the photo like <laughs> the yes. creature in the ring? Like the creature in the ring. I knew it. So actually, it was just the photos on the wall. Yeah. Which is why she's pretty annoyed about America mm. because she she's Swedish. She ended up in Canada. She's like, what am I doing here? You know how we were saying, you were saying my very practical plan to save humanity by giving them antibiotics and clean water was evil. Rubbish, something. rubbish. Or not exciting enough. Just Definitely. Bit, bit this dull. Is, like, I just need a better top line pitch. <laughs> dull, dull, dull. Is, is, boring. Is Greta doing a kind of boring version of the ring? You know, the ring had it seven days. Yeah. She's yeah. sort of coming going, 30 yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got quite a while. <laughs> this issue is going to continue to get a little bit incrementally worse every moment of every day. <laughs> Not quite the sales pitch, is it, for a Hollywood movie? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is quite selfish so, of her. So really. this is well, this is the thing. You you need a more exiting calamity for her to warn you of, or you two will just go, eh, you know. Nah, screw it. I'm well, we're not entertained, are we, Rosie? But that's the problem with climate change, isn't it? People too much go, oh, it's somewhere in the future. Yeah. It's fine. When actually, we are all going to die. Exactly. Not something that um, we take particularly seriously on this podcast, is it, really? I, I, I mean, on the upside, Jolien's old enough that he'll die before it gets barely bad anyway. Mm. <laughs> but you're so, you'll see it get really bad because yeah. you're only seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gutted for you. But on the other hand, let chaos reign. <laughs> yeah. But it all down. That's what I say. I think it's going to be fantastic to watch I've, it. I've decided to go for nihilism. We all have been joking about this, but we all, I think it's fair to say, are massive fans of this unbelievable champion campaigner who's done a huge amount for not only mental health issues, but obviously with her school strikes, which I think is the most amazing thing about this guy's theory. It's like, well, she came out of nowhere. No, mate. She literally sat every Friday outside the parliament until a couple more people came. That's literally the narrative of what happened. First of all, why do so many people hate her so much when she's so awesome? Well, I think because she doesn't give you the fun version of the climate change message. It's true. She does tend to make me look, you know, upbeat and cheerful in terms of this stuff. You know, she's very much on the degrowth thing. A lot of climate people think you can keep our current standard of living, improve standard of living in the rest of the world, and cut emissions, mm -hmm. Greta doesn't really seem to sign up to that. So she signs up to the very tough decisions now, and she doesn't sort of give people any tension defusal. Mm. She'll go in the room and she'll do the, this is bad, you're not doing enough, this mm -hmm. is going to kill people, this is... It's quite unrelenting, and people eventually start, you know, blaming the messenger rather than the message. And so for some people it's that. For some people they just don't like young women who sort of... Speak seriously. See, I think it's more that. Because she is amazing. And also, She's absolutely awesome. But the criticism she gets is kind of jaw-dropping, especially when she started and she was much younger and she yeah. was getting so much hate from usually like 
old white and man. Donald yeah. Trump. Donald Trump. Remember that? And Nigel Farage. Oh. And also one thing that they do is they, I mean, talking of conspiracy theories, they sort of say, oh, well, because she's autistic, yeah. someone else is controlling and pulling the strings. They go, oh, well, she's not mentally well, like sort of equating that to autism, which I kind of found all that amazing. Yeah. But it's also lots of people who participate in public life aren't fully mentally well. You know, I know journalists with schizophrenia, with anxiety, with depression, with all sorts of things. Politicians with the same, like as if having some kind of mental health condition or not being neurotypical means that, oh, cool, that's it. I just have to sit out of public life, you know, until I die now. Like, yeah. that's not quite how it works. Rosie, do you think <laughs> that this is actually quite a clever way of deflecting from, you know, what she's actually trying to achieve? What, the time travel theory? Well, it's not, I mean, it's part of a much <laughs> do, larger Do you think we are of part of the plot here to <laughs> no, uh, I think what stop Rosie climate said action. about what, particularly what Farage and Trump did, I mean, it's been pretty ubiquitous. You know, Piers Morgan made a huge amount of Good Morning Britain simply about saying naughty things about her, which were, you know, deeply patronising and sometimes really pretty misogynistic. So, I mean, is this just another sort of form of, you know, negging her? The time travel, no, I don't think that's negging her, actually. I think the time travel theory is quite a nice theory. It's quite because a nice theory. you can make of it what you want. Also, the, the I know we've kind of gone off track, but I think the implied thing is that she's time traveling for forces for good, isn't yes, she? I she's doing so. good I mean, possibly. Stuff. What has been your take on, you know, the general attempt to discredit her? In general, I think people get really crazy about climate change, don't mm. they? There's a lot of people who just don't want to believe it's a problem yeah. and are so angry and so determined to not do anything that they have to change anything, which I kind of find crazy because you always think, well, best to just sort of act on the on the <laughs> err of caution. What am Erring I trying to say? on the side of caution. Thank you. I'm so good at podcasts. <laughs> Erring on the you side are. of caution. It's, I, I have sort of liked that because like, especially with stuff like changing to cleaner energy, it's like, well, even if climate change weren't yeah, that big are, a problem, you'd have sustainable, it. like cheaper energy and less air pollution. Like, oh no. You yeah, know. why not? Do, but it makes people really, really angry, this sort of refusal to change. And she really challenges that. Mm. And I think it makes people really angry. And I think it makes people more angry that she's a young woman as well. I don't think that helps. Also, there's a lot of vested interest stacked against her message. You know, people will be looking for ways to attack, firstly for their own comfort. But there are some very, very lucrative industries that if she is listened to and taken seriously by policymakers, would be in trouble. So people who want to tackle climate change will sort of point out, she's 19, she's a campaigner, she's a face of this, she's mobilising people. She's not the person claiming to be the scientific expert or the policymaker. And so, you know, you shouldn't sort of just treat everything a 19-year-old says as what the actual cause is. So, of course, that's what the other side want to do. They want to act as if all of these ideas come from Greta and so are anti-science and she's the sort of only person there. Because if they paint her as that, they can paint her as unqualified. Yeah. She's completely qualified to be a campaigner and to be a face of it, and she's shown how well she can mobilise millions of people. But by sort of acting as if it's sort of her manifesto rather than, you know, thousands and very qualified scientists, engineers, etc. across the world. And it lets them sort of dismiss and trivialise climate change. I think, guys, that I've got a solution to climate change. 
I do. But I actually went and spoke to some uh, younger campaigners who are very involved in this, and they were not impressed because it was not an abolitionist idea. It was an idea to work within the market. Are you ready for my idea? Yes. This is my theory. Very proud of it. And it's very, very simple, which is right now, a tree only has monetary value when you cut it down, when you kill it. But if you actually gave trees monetary value as oxygen producers and similarly gave oceans monetary value as carbon sinks, you would not only have a gigantic redistribution of wealth to the global south, where Bolsonaro is literally... You would know better than this me. Is, uh, this is called Coe's Bargaining Theorem. Oh, good. And I like that it's got a theorem. economics. Come on, tell me more. So basically, let's say you've got someone polluting a river. Right. They've got their factory. It's making their stuff. That's all fine. But someone else down there is fishing and it's killing all their fish and they're, they're going poor. You basically, you either give the fishermen the right to a clean river or the factory the right to pollute it and you mm. let them trade how much they'll do it. Mm. And between them, they'll get to like an optimum level of the factory working, but the fish, the, the fishery working, because they'll trade it out between them two. So you, you give the rights, and it kind of doesn't matter in economics terms, it matters a lot in social justice terms, who you give them to. It's actually in a complete mess at the moment, so it's not a great example, but Sri Lanka's actually trying this. But what it kind of means, Sri Lanka's going hey, if you give us this development money, we won't need to log all of these protected woodlands. Mm. But that's a lot like going, I won't shoot your child if you give me money. That's the problem with your monetary value thing, because that's what they're doing. It's basically holding trees hostage. Listen, so we're getting to that time in the podcast where we're going to have to <laughs> where decide... Where we're all going to get arrested. <laughs> where we're going to have to decide whether this is a fact or fiction. But before we do that, I want to remind you, dear listener, that you can now contact us at The New Conspiracist to tell us your wild theories or just to complain about the MP that's Rosie Holt. <laughs> because a lot of people said we shouldn't have an MP on, but we said no. If we're going to have an MP, it's going to be our favourite MP, Rosie Holt. Yeah. And she's going to come on. And you can contact us at hello at newconspiracist.com. That is hello at newconspiracist.com to complain about James's outright denial of time travel, which frankly I found quite upsetting. Yeah, that was that was triggering. But anyway, we're back to that part of the podcast that everyone enjoys the most, where we decide whether this conspiracy theory is real or fake. Rosie Holt. For the sake of time travellers everywhere, it's real. It's real. It's I real. It. James? I don't think she's a time traveller, but I think she's immortal and ageless and has been here as long as the planet and will be here when we are long gone. I'm going to go with the Monty Python route of, she is not the Messiah, she's a very naughty girl. Now, Rosie, you are there welcome. may be one or two people out there who don't follow you on Twitter. Where can they find you? Um, At Rosie is a halt. Oh, that is cheeky, isn't it? I see what you've done there. <laughs> you've replaced a swear word, haven't you, with your surname? <laughs> that is cheeky. That is cheeky. Rosie, you're going to be doing a show in Edinburgh, aren't you? Yes, I am. Tell us about that. It's going to be on at 6pm at the Pleasant's Courtyard. Ooh. And it's a character, comedy, satirical show. <gasps> and it's going to be really we don't, good. We don't like any of those. Though. We don't <laughs> like satirists yeah. on this show. It's God, no. <laughs> so, Rosie, where can they get tickets for that? 
on the Pleasance website. Or if you go to my website, which is rosieholt.co.uk and go on to shows, the link is there for that and all of my previews as well. So that is also, if you want to look up the Pleasance Courtyard plus Edinburgh on Google, <laughs> you will see yes. Rosie's beautiful facade. Yeah. Just there, looking quite cheeky, ready for a, a bit of a comedy. Ready for comedy, some comedy. Comedy battling. Yeah. So from myself, Jolly and Rubenstein, my co-host, James Ball and the wonderful Rosie Holt. Thank you very much and good night. I know, I get it, once a week just isn't enough for you. So you can join us in Tier 4 Platinum Circle. Subscribers to Tier 4 Platinum Circle will get an extra episode every week We'll be discussing new developments in the world of conspiracies, extended tangents, and subscribers get the exclusive opportunity to get in touch with James and I and tell us what we've got wrong. Plus, subscribers get all episodes of the show completely ad-free. Visit thenewconspiracist.com or go to the Apple Podcast page and hit Try Free. At the top of the page, you can start a free trial. You've been listening to The New Conspiracist with James Ball and me, Julian Rubinstein. Our producer was Hayley Clark. Our engineers, Jay Beale, Josh Gibbs, Gully Lawrence Tickle and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator was Lily Hambly. Our marketing coordinator, Emily Webb. And our executive producer, Alex Lawless. With additional production from Chris Skinner.